0: You're listening to an episode on the NerdCore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the NerdCore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to the NerdCore. We are a uh, network where we devote our time to just... Uh, see new films talk about uh, anything that is media and get a chance to talk to creators like yourself. Um so thank you for your time and coming on.
0: Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure to talk to you yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so normally, uh, I allow the creators, the whoever guest I have on for the film to talk. Uh, about their film, or uh, give a synopsis uh, for the the film. So, would you like to do that?
0: Uh, yes, um, "Song Spiral," which is uh, the name of my film. Uh, it's actually my second short film, which is about uh, immigration, mm-hmm. and the film is um, based on the real events that happened in two thousand fifteen in oh. Austria, and later again in two thousand nineteen Ireland. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah um it's about um immigration mm-hmm. and the refugees in search of uh, peace and a better place to live mm. and um yeah so this is generally <laughs> something about song sparrow
1: got you wow i didn't yeah. know it was inspired by real events uh the yeah, notes yeah. that i had um just said the way the film uh was shot was uh like different but um it's it's incredible to or well it's a tragedy to hear about what happened yes, yes. Um, yeah, no. but
0: the first nice incident time. in 2015 in austria 71 refugees were found dead wow. in the back of um a refrigerated lorry they mm-hmm. uh, suffocated in the back of the truck and again um in 2019 around i think 39 vietnamese migrants died of um hypothermia and hypoxia in the back mm-hmm. of the truck. So mm-hmm. it is totally true and uh, real events. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately.
1: Uh, yeah. It, 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 it's it, it's very much a, a sad thing to hear when you hear about tragedies with uh, immigrants that try any way possible to um, just uh, go and move on for a better life, especially having immigrant parents, um, yeah. I, I can understand the struggles and just how harsh that might have been, uh, for the mm-hmm. loved ones of losing a family yeah. member. Um, but I mean, I guess that's one of the more serious questions that I wanted to ask. Uh, uh, I normally like to ask filmmakers, uh, their reasoning for why they do. The film or why they decided to get involved because everyone has their own reason right we have people that can do it for personal reasons for personal experiences or um, experiencing similar things or just because they have the ability to create a film right just because they want to Um, so Mm -hmm. I guess um, because it's based on true events I want to ask um, what was your reason exactly for for doing this short film
0: um, maybe the reason is um, that I uh, that I'm attracted to this topic because my first one was also about immigration. Maybe mm. the reason is that is um, that I am also an immigrant. I was born in Iran. Mm. I moved to Denmark in 2009 okay. to pursue my education. Uh, in Denmark, I did masters and PhD in different fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I was fortunate enough to have a more convenient life and it was uh, just a privilege to be in a more favorable position to, to consider immigration in a safer way,
1: yes. meaning
0: that I got a student visa and came here or came to Denmark easily. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, I'm an immigrant and I can imagine myself in their place and I can feel them. So I think it's not something that... Anybody can ignore it or just um, close their eyes on. So <laughs> for definitely. me, that was the main reason, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that, that definitely is a, a good reason, nonetheless. Uh, uh, for <laughs> your rerun, as you'd say, uh, uh, we, yeah. I hope to see the uh, next films that you do and see what you come up with, because this, this film was very much... Uh, I noticed going through the film up until the end, it didn't actually have dialogue. And uh, as I saw the credits, I'm like, wait, nobody actually talked. But I was so intrigued by the story and just the emotions that the visuals and sound design were giving off, um, that it, it completely told everything it needed to say. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to ask with that, um, how was it working with the audio and visual items uh, in post? Because I know it had uh, an editor um, and and I was wondering, uh, how was it working with with it in post? And did you have any help in hand in choosing what goes in and what goes out of the sound and uh, audio? Or did you just allow your editor to take full control of that? Or did you guys have a sound designer?
0: Uh, Well, actually, I had a sound designer, uh, but uh, we had a big discussion whether the sound should be like animation or it should be more um, close to real uh, sounds. So finally, we decided to go for uh, the real sounds, not uh, like a cartoonish or animation type. So, um, yeah, we discussed a lot and um, Mm. yeah. I had a really good uh, sound designer, Ramin, who's oh, okay. really professional, so um yeah, it was not that easy because um I also talked to a lot of uh, great composers about having music on this. Um, mm-hmm. but finally we um decided not to go for any kind of music because it was um uh, clear enough not to um, and there, there was no need. To add any music to um, elevate the emotional uh, impact or anything, so um, yes. only sound uh, could work uh, best for this film.
1: Yeah. True, yeah, I mean yeah. It, it definitely showed uh, everything. I feel you wanted to show because it, the the realistic sounds from the bang to the people. Um, mm-hmm. Near the third act, just having that frightful um, chatter mm-hmm. and, and um, grunts—really, just like uh, I could feel their emotions in, in those mm-hmm. scenes. Um, and uh, for the film itself, I know it's dedicated to be uh, what I believe is a drama. Correct? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, um, yes,
1: yes, yes. Uh, there was—I did want to ask. I wasn't expecting. Uh, normally, with dramatics, do you get the suspenseful? Um, sense right from like what we could see with the people banging and doing drastic things from taking each other's clothing um there were uh, i think if i counted correctly were three scenes frame by frame where the it, it went to a very much um I wouldn't call it horror, but it was very much a a terrifying thing where we see people, I guess, um, seeing things in the truck, maybe Mm -hmm. because of the hibernation and everything. And I I wanted to know uh, what kind of brought you to add in that horror aspect from the people seeing things that are not there to the to a monster creature with like no eyes and just a mouth for a Mm -hmm. face. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, What kind of
1: brought that inspiration?
0: Yeah, um, um, actually, this is um, this is a, a drama, but also it's, uh, it's a horror oh, okay. because um, what happened in the back of the truck in yes. uh, in the real <laughs> world is really um, horrible and it's really yeah. frightening. So, um, uh, in my idea, it was okay to add something even more scary, uh, scary yes. than those uh, monsters, but mm. also. Um, Considering the physical situation of the uh, people in the back of the truck, uh, they could uh, fall into a situation that they imagine some things, or yeah. uh, they could see a lot of things that they are not real. So, yeah, it's like a nightmare when they see themselves uh, close to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's probable or it's possible for people to. Um, just imagine a lot of things like the old man, They mm-hmm. could see uh, his death in a yeah. coffin. So, um, yeah, um, I hope that I answered your question. Yeah,
1: no, question? you did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Uh, it's very much those things where I, I take mm-hmm. into consideration of what exactly, because everyone has a definition for what horrifying is, right? It could be monsters yeah. to what you were saying about the realities of the events. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. very much answered. Um, I guess uh, for my last couple, two questions, on a more lighthearted note, um, I know this was, uh, as it uh, had in its notes, that it wasn't a typical animation uh, film it, because of the way you filmed it. Uh, it said it was classified as a live action. And um, yeah. I, I, I can see how that would work um, based on the movement of the, the puppets, which uh, are Animatronics, as well as I yeah. saw in the credits, and and just the movements of the eyes and just body. Yeah. Um. So, how was it working with that style of production? If you, uh, I haven't seen your first film, but I do want to. Um. But I don't know if it did the same route of the puppets and animatronics. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what inspired you to go to this route, and how was it working with it?
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe it's because I. Uh, I haven't studied anything related to film. So Mm -hmm. my education was totally different from uh, the cinema (laughs) and filmmaking. So I started making puppets and then um, started making film uh, using those puppets. So um, eventually I came up with uh, some ideas to add animatronics to the puppets that I make. So, Mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to keep um, the puppets, uh, keep the movements of the puppets as minimum as possible as less as possible because yeah. i had some meaning behind those um disability or um, mm-hmm. not being free to move so i um just add something like animatronic for the eyes yeah and yes as you mentioned it could be an animation in a way that i animated some objects some puppets mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely a live action because um a um, classic definition of animation is that any kind of film that is um, made uh, frame by frame. Oh, okay. But um, in this film, I um, recorded, I we shoot the film lightly, so with a camera. Mm. So it's not frame by frame and uh, everything was, and the puppets were manipulated by, um, re- remotely by joysticks, as you mentioned. Um, yes. They had animatronics equipment inside. Mm. So uh, yes, it is um, actually live action so it is in a way both animation and live action but i um, um based on the definition of the um people who are geeky in animation mm-hmm. <laughs> who are expert <laughs> in animation yeah yeah it's better not to call it animation because it's not frame by frame but definitely a live action yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so how was it working with it like uh just the puppeteers and uh, i mean uh going from that like um aside from like how was it working with it how long did it take you to shoot it um because i'd (laughs) imagine it was a a step-by-step process
0: (laughs) no it was not step-by-step it was uh, really difficult because um it was live and and the puppets that i make they're not um suitable for any kind of puppetry so no uh, pitcher could handle it so i had to handle them and uh, move them myself (laughs) (laughs) and i just asked help for um remotely controlled eyes the eyelids um, the blinking uh, actions but um yeah because um they're not initially made for any kind of puppet show or mm-hmm. any stop motion animations. So they're unique type they
1: <laughs> that are really
0: unique, yeah. challenging and difficult to handle. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Wow. I yeah. mean, that, that's incredible to hear. And
0: they're so big, exciting. actually. Are they? You, yeah. Maybe you think that they're like anime stop motion size, like very small, but mm-hmm. they're around 70 mm-hmm. centimeter high. That's, so, the first challenge for me was how to handle puppets and do the mm-hmm. movements. And another challenge was creating a big set mm-hmm. uh, to be big enough for such big puppets. And also um, uh, the location and how and where to shoot the film.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, everything was um, challenging in this film. Okay. Also, considering the fact that it was my second uh, experience in making mm-hmm. a film that. There was no reference for that because yeah. I was, yeah. So it was a challenging process, but very sweet and also very sad because I love my puppets and I had to see see them dying and suffering in the back of a truck. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was tragic for myself as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's incredible to hear. I, I wasn't expecting to hear that they were like yours and you were moving them by yourself. Um, so that's yeah. incredible worry. I mean, for, even if it is your second film, you did an amazing job with it.
0: Um, <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh, I, I mean, okay. for that, that was basically all my questions that I had for today, um, just because uh, I don't I, I like to have enough to capture people's attention. Uh, so they actually go and not to spoil yeah. any of the material. Um, but I mean, uh, I know it's is it still going in a festival circuit or is it available to the public to see if the, if it is available anywhere? Yeah,
0: It is still going through the festivals. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Still, uh, um, this little sparrow still traveling around and flying around the you. world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course. Uh, do you have anywhere where they can follow you or like check on updates for when it's available for public or for how they can go to a festival?
0: To um, yeah, sure. Yep. Get a- yeah, I all, uh, update my friends and followers in on Instagram, and also my Facebook. Okay. So uh, all the news related to this film and the others uh, are available in my pages in Instagram also and on Facebook. Uh, Would uh, you
1: mind uh, uh, either writing it down in chat or like spelling it out for me just so I can.
0: Sure, sure. uh, Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So I can write um, it for you in
1: in the mm -hmm. description.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, Instagram is for me. This is my Instagram. And my Facebook is just by my name. So So, uh, right now I'm in Iran, (laughs) my home country. I live in Denmark, but right now I'm in Iran working on my uh, next film. So um, I'm close to shooting process, yes, Mm -hmm. to production. So uh, hopefully in a month we start shooting uh, the film. (laughs) <laughs> so
1: uh, <laughs> I mean you I, know I would hope to give you back have you back to talk about that film as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the reason I couldn't copy the um, my Facebook link and mm. paste for you is that I'm in Iran and Facebook is filtered, you know, oh, okay. and I uh, don't have proxy or VPN. So <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, you can find it just by my name.
1: Okay. I think I have it. Let's see. Um, If not, we will definitely email you just to uh, reconfirm everything and we can have it set up. But I mean, thank you so much for coming on and uh, uh, talking about your film. And uh, even though we had some technical issues at the beginning, we managed to get through with it. Um, Yes, yes. I do appreciate you for sticking it through with me uh, on that, uh, since I've never experienced that uh, before. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for for coming on, talking to your film. I always never stop saying uh, uh, the thank yous for that, because it means so much to us here. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. This has been an interview episode with the Nerd for Song Sparrow. Um, You can check it out with the links attached below and uh, we will catch you guys on the next interview, which is, I will actually be heading right after yours. So (laughs) Uh, thank you again for coming on and uh, I'll catch you guys later. Bye.